got time for one more round and a six pack to go. One six pack to go. Welcome back to season two of Six Pack. Wow, we're back. We are back. Can't believe it. The the, the people wanted to hear season two, and we're going to give it to them. A podcast in which a couple of old drinking buddies share some favourite tunes and a six pack of beer. We randomly choose a year, spin six tunes, and down six beers. I'm Gareth, and I'm joined again by Ryan. I'm not going to say anything rude about you this uh, season. That, I might thank just, God for I that. might just introduce you as Ryan. That would be dignified. Yeah. Well, we're back after a six-week break. Yeah. The the people have spoken. Yeah, we, we threw it out there, and we said, um, do you want us to come back? And two people said yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit teary-eyed in the fact that many people have, yeah, been, they have en- actually. been enjoying this. So. Yeah. We've got to do it again. Fuck, I thought we'd done it. There we are. We're back. We've had various people on social media, some famous people we, 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 <laughs> on we, social media. We, we have. Um, Ross Wilson from Daddy Cool and Mondo Rock gave us a like. From episode one, season yeah. one, 1981. Yeah, he did. 1981. And funnily enough, also Aussie Ardiles, <laughs> World <laughs> Cup winner with 1978 yeah. Argentina. He gave us a like. As well. On Twitter. On Twitter. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're making I, an impact. Yeah. Aussie, I, you know, my dreams come true, Aussie. Up for Dottie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder I, if he's actually listened to it. I, I don't think he would have because yeah. we were kind of bagging the <laughs> shit out of him. But, uh, yeah, my, you know. My, my Argentinian accent wasn't up to scratch. Anyway, so we're back. Season two. Yeah. With some very exciting news. Yes, we've got a sponsor, don't we? Dream come true. Yeah. When we set out to do this in the first place, the pinnacle of what we could hope to have achieved would be to get some free beer out of it. And now we have a sponsor in the name of? Um, Bintani. Bintani. Yeah. So what did Bintani do, Ryan? Uh, Bintani supply ingredients to the beer industry, the craft beer industry. Which is a perfect pairing for um, six-pack, really. So... They supply all the yeast and malt and... Uh, yeah, I think they supply them yeast and, and malt. All that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know, really. But that's they supply the ingredients for to make the beer that we drink every week. So that's pretty cool. Thank you, Bintani. Make Bintani your partner in taste and quality. <laughs> Excellent. We are. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, very exciting. So, any comments from people over the, the break? There have been a few of them. The, um, what about this one? Love the song selection... This is so good. Particularly love two of Gareth's choices. Well, that's not a surprise yet. And this is the 1981 episode. The okay. Simple Minds track and the last one by ESG. Yeah. Incredible tune. Actually, it sounds familiar. Love all the backstories too. Yeah. I've got one here from, uh, from someone who says, I love the sound of Gareth's smooth voice, but not sure about that Aussie bogan twang. That, that was by I just, you. I just made that yeah. one up, sorry. Yeah. This episode makes me want to drink beer. Random beer generator funny. Lots of good gags. That Skyhooks clip was savage nasty. Yeah, I agree. I actually like the 75 tracks the most. There's some good trivia and facts and context too. Uh, I'm not sure about 75. That's probably yeah. the worst one, but there you go. Well produced and equal parts funny and factual. Always mm. love finding about new music and the backgrounds of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this is all yeah. good. If anyone else wants to leave any uh, comments, please do so on Apple Podcasts or uh, Instagram. You can find us there, or Facebook. You can find us there, and Twitter as well. Yeah, if, yeah, if wanna, yeah. If you want to be like Aussie Art Dealers, find us on Twitter. Yeah, if you want to give us a like. All right, so let's crack on. 
So we put it out to the people what year we should start with this time, and they've come back with... 1985. So 1985, Gareth. I'm feeling pretty confident about that as a good songs, a lot to talk about. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's a good year. I mean, bang yeah. on mid, in the middle of the 80s there. So um, I was 14 at the time. Yeah, I, w- I would have been eight. Yeah, so, so I was cool. sort of still listening to chart music and yep. probably hadn't quite ventured over into kind of indie and alternative. I mean, everyone was listening to chart music in 85, yeah. weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so my choices today might reflect more charty stuff than I would probably Yeah, play, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of chart music, a little bit of not yeah, chart music. Yeah. All right, and of course we, we're drinking a six-pack. So. Tell us about it. You've turned up with this beer. Yeah. It looks pretty fancy. It's a pale ale. It's by La Cerine, which sounds kind of fancy. Okay. It's an urban pale. Is it Australian? It must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's Aussie. It's definitely yeah. Aussie. It's from... Oh, it's from Alfington, just around the corner. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Crisp, tropical, and juicy. Let's crack into them. Yeah. Three each. That's fine. Let's have a sip. Woo! Very fruity. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Let's crack on. All right. First track. Now, the three songs I'm going to play, I'm going to give us another British-American Aussie uh, trifecta. Okay. And this one's the British one. I guess the title of the song, I don't know if I'm reading too much into the title, The Cold War Was Going On. Play it, play it. All right. Yeah. What you All right. I'm going to play, I'm going to play <laughs> the it. Cold War Was Going On. Okay. okay. Number one, song one.
So that was, of course, the Style Council, yeah, yeah. Walls Come Tumbling Down. Paul um, Weller. Paul Weller uh, from The Jam. Yeah, a couple of years after The Jam. Yeah, when I was choosing it, I was doing a bit of a Google about them. I didn't know the other guy was from Dexy's Midnight Runners. Did you know that? The keyboard player. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I could be a name-dropping douchebag. Oh, please, s- please don't do it. Please don't do it. And say that I've actually recorded... Both of the main um, people from Star Council. All right, tell us about that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Paul Weller. Yeah, was he okay or was he? Uh, I mean, was he a dick. Uh, in case he's listening, I don't yeah. want to say that he was dick. He was. Actually, I'm, I'm, he was actually. A bit of, I'm. I'm pretty sure he's listening. He was a. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was he? He was. He was a drunken dick. A bit like. A bit, oh, like, okay. bit like yourself. No, was, no, no. Uh, that's was, okay. Uh, that's I, okay. I was recording something, and yeah. he, was a, he was a guest vocalist on that, and he was a bit. Uh, and um, the keyboard player Mick Tolbert. At this point yeah. in time, he was he was playing in a band called Gene. Okay. In the mid '90s, and he was a keyboard player in that, and I recorded him on a radio session. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Name dropping. Yeah. So what was happening in '85? You got any? I've got two words for you, uh, Gareth. Live Aid. I knew you were going to say Live Aid. Yeah. I was going to talk about Live Aid as well. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have lots of opinions about Live Aid. Yep. Do you remember it? Did you watch it? I remember. I think my dad stayed up for about like nine hours. Like it was broadcast live on TV in Australia, which was just like incredible, Mm. you know, from for like nine hours. And I sort of remember him staying up and watching the whole thing because like obviously back then you couldn't, Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I rewatched some of it recently and uh, yeah, everyone's on it obviously. But it's, I think it's the beginning of the end. I've spoken about this before. I think (laughs) yeah. I think Live Aid, in terms of music, yeah. is the beginning of the end. It, quite, quite possibly all the, because, all the stadium crap and yeah. Yep. I mean, as we spoke about um, some of mine's in one of the other episodes, you know, they suddenly went from a lot of bands suddenly went from being bands that were good in a club or good in a yeah. small venue to suddenly being having to play songs in a stadium and yep. you change the sort of music you play if you do yeah that, yeah you know, yeah just the music g- slows g- down g- generic and you, just, you, know. you know you have to have big reverb on your snare drum and all that stuff and it's all lighters in the air and. Yeah. So there's that side of it, and um, Adam Ant played it, and he's he and did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he, okay. he, he was terrible in it, but he yeah. he his quote is that that was the moment that punk died. That, that's a good call. Yeah. So he said that's that was the call. moment that punk died. Yeah. Good and, call. And the fact you know the biggest people in the world at that point was people like Phil Collins. Yeah. Who and, and he did the he flew to, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. And the Queen performance is now considered to be, you know, the Ugh. the greatest live performance ever. Yeah. So, you know, it was that side of things. Obviously, it was a huge moment. And at that moment in time, I thought it was amazing. But now on reflection, you see that it's... And, and yeah, and it didn't um, stop people starving in Africa. No. Like and, it's, yeah. and, and that that whole sort of, the whole list of other songs that came off the back of Band-Aid, that every time there was a little disaster, there was, you know... Yeah. Let's get some people together and uh, sing a right. song. Okay. Fairy Aid and Lemonade and whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. all, the, all the different things that came along. I mean, it's 
worthy causes, but it's not the way to fix world world issues. World okay, issues. Now, now that was one thing from 1985. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what what about this one? Back to the Future was released. Oh, yeah, of course. You know. Oh yeah, Back to the Future was huge. Obviously, yeah, yeah, and that, the charts were kind of filled with. Um, songs that were from films as well at that time. Yeah, you know, like you Huey had, Lewis yeah, and all, all, here's, all that kind of stuff. Uh, here's a good fact. Yeah. There were three acts yeah. that had the same title of a hit song in 1985. Okay. One of them was uh, the band that you just mentioned in there you go, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. Uh, something Love, what was the Power of Love. Yeah. Power so of Love. There were three, yeah. three acts that had a song called The Power the of Power Love. The Power of Love, yeah. really? Yeah. Who were the other two? Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh, yeah, right, okay. Different song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the biggest hit of the UK that year mm-hmm. was, was Jennifer Rush, The Power of Love. Don't, don't know that. Maybe you right. can play our listeners a little snippet of nah, one of them. No, we're doing nah. Lovely. All right, well, hold off on your facts. We'll maybe yeah, do a few yeah, more yeah. afterwards, but I'm going to spin my yeah. first tune. I yeah. might stay in the UK. Mm-hmm. Hang on, I'm thinking about this. I think all my songs are from the UK, actually. <laughs> okay. So, um... This is a cover version. Yeah. Um, I really like the original, but I'm pretty fond of this version as well. Here we go. Number two. Song two.
tune? Of course, I know that tune, but when you teed it up, I thought you were going to play the Billy Bragg version, no. the original. Oh, yeah. I actually never heard that cover before. Really? No, oh, no, I've oh, never heard okay. it. And, oh, and also, it. in my mind, I thought that song was from about 1987 or something. No, with the yeah. original was from a couple of years earlier than that. Oh, well, well, 80, well wow. Okay. Eight, eight, even earlier, maybe 82 or something yeah, like that. Right. So that's Kirsty McColl, New England. She changed it a little bit. There's an extra verse in there. That's not okay. the original one that right. Billy Bragg wrote for her because he's really yeah she said I need another verse can you yeah, write one okay. so in the studio they wrote that so I, I dig that version of it yeah and I, she was on Stiff Records mm. wasn't she which is like the whole Madness Ian Jury Elvis yeah, Costello all that stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and no longer with us because she she died in a boating accident in on holiday in Mexico like do you know about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to think, is this a joke? No, 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 no. no. Really? Did. Yeah, she died. Yeah. She oh, died. God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So, Kirsty McCall, um, yeah. A New England, um, yeah. Billy Brad cover. So, yeah. It's yeah. Personally, I think this point in time was kind of interesting musically as well yeah. because the technology is changing. Mm-hmm. So, MIDI it's come in. Do you know okay. what MIDI is? The way that you can program music. Yeah. So musicians were kind of uh, moving into the background a little bit and you were able to program the stuff. So okay. songs like, you know, Dead or Alive, you know, you spin me around like a record. Oh, so really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very programmed right. kind of using samplers and fair lights and stuff like that to make the music rather than musicians playing keyboards. But, yeah, and so, right, like okay. So, so we're it, literally jumping out of the 60s and 70s and right into the 80s. Yeah, and CDs were... Yeah. Coming to, you know, Dire Straits are around and yeah. um, digital recording. So it was really the sound of the records was changing. Changing. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking at some of the biggest songs here. What about these? Like a Virgin, mm. Madonna, Careless Whisper, Wham, like huge. I want to know what Love is Foreigner. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, All huge songs. Yeah. Uh, hey, what about this one? Dancing in the Street, David Bowie and Mick. Yeah, Which yeah. was off the back of Live Aid as well. So that was, was the, it? Yeah, okay. yeah. The, the first time that that video was shown was in the middle of Live Aid. There are so many big songs on here. Take On Me, mm. uh-huh. Shout, Tears for Fears. Yeah, yeah. Like we knew it was a big year, 85. Mm. We didn't know it was going to be that big. Well, what you got for us next? All right. I'm going to take us away from stuff that was, you know, chart music. Yeah. And I'm going to go a little bit underground. I'm going to go American. And I'm going to go sort of college rock radio. Okay. Tell me what you think of this one. Mm. Yeah, number three. Song three. Kind, I need help here with this 
Placements, Swinging Party. You don't know that song? I'm ashamed to say yeah. I don't really know The Replacements, even though I've, the, I've read a book about, yeah, about yeah. that well, era of music. What, what, and I, I don't, I've not played much of them stuff. So what's what's really funny is when I played that, Gareth went and grabbed a book off his <laughs> shelf called Scenes from the American Indie Underground, yeah. 1981. How could be your life, it's called. Yeah, Michael Azarat. Yeah, and this is a quote from the lead singer of The Replacements, Paul Westerberg. I guess you could say we're a sloppy rock and roll band that tries to straddle the line between comedy and tragedy. Mm, that's, that's how I like to live my life. <laughs> that's, how, that's how we <laughs> all do. Straddle my, uh, I, I liked th- it. I liked it. I thought I'd throw that in because, you know, everything was about big hits in the 80s and there was something different happening in the college rock. Well, there was. You know, bands like The Replacements, R.E.M. and all those guys. Even Dinosaur Jr. Dinosaur Jr. And, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and R.E.M. and Sonic Youth were going then. And, and yeah, there was there was that underground scene. I didn't know anything about that at the time. Obviously. Oh, no, I certainly didn't. But yeah. And it was, um, yeah, interesting that, that, that college radio and things like that were, yeah. were, were championing all these underground artists at that time. Yeah, cool. I like that. I like that tune. So there you go. A new one for me. Yeah. Is it my go? It's your go. All right. I might go really saccharine pop. Okay. This one. Girls Again. Mm-hmm. They kind of look gothy, but it's very pop, this tune. Here number four. Song four.
that strawberry switchblade. So that was kind of a bit of a one-hit wonder for them. No, I've, I've never ever heard of them. Really? Yeah. Since yes, they're, they're um, Scottish. Okay. You know what it reminded me of? A little bit of the magnetic fields. Like, oh, really? Yeah, maybe oh, they wow. borrowed some. You oh, know, okay. so that electronica in the female vocals. Yeah. When you know the magnetic fields when the female vocals come in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. What are strawberry switchblade doing now? Do you reckon? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're probably about 65 60. or something. Yeah. Hot, young, uh, kind of, I don't know what, they kind of yeah. look, look a bit gothy or something, but it okay. would have been definitely yeah. top 10 in the UK in, uh, yeah. in 85, I think. So, yeah. yeah, just a little bit of pop. Another good fact for 1985, mm. Neighbours debuted in 1985. Did it, really? it certainly did. Yep, Australia's longest-running soap opera, Neighbours, debuted on the Seven Network. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. And it's still going strong. Still going strong. So it's no Coronation Street, but I guess it can, uh, you know. Who would have been in it at the very beginning? Well, it was on a different, it was on Channel 7. And then it, that doesn't mean that much to me. Right. So it actually, so, so, so the equivalent for you would be like it started on BBC and then it moved to ITV. Wow. Okay. And that's when it became famous. Oh, okay. Yeah, so did yeah. it have any of the original characters? In, it would have obviously had the original characters because <laughs> it was the first. <laughs> Different actors. Any, okay. To be honest, I don't know. Okay. I but yeah. you know everything about names. Yeah. Uh, how's, how's the beer going down? It's crisp, tropical, <laughs> and juicy. Juicy is a bit of a strange one to. Yeah, yeah. It does yeah. say juicy on the can. You'd expect yeah. it. Isn't, isn't yeah. all beer juicy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, there's a little chart down the size. That's, it's, it says two out of five for bitterness, two, oh, out, okay. two out of five for colour. Yeah, 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 and yeah. four out of five for drinkability. Would you put Ooh. it, would you give it a four out of five for drinkability? I'm not sure about that. But, okay, too fruity. But we want free beers, so I'd say, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. It's a five out of five for drinkability. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. All right, What's so this, this is my last song. You know, I said to you I was going to play an English song, American song, an Australian song. There we go. You're going to play your Aussie one. Now, uh, I'm going to preface this, uh, Gareth, with this was on the soundtrack to Crocodile Dundee. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I can guess which one it's going to be then. All right. Yeah. Can cool. you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All yeah. right. Shall Let's... I type it in, see if I'm right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be number five. Song five. How can you see looking through those tears? Stand alone by the phone 
A band called Mental as Anything. Which I thought it was Lentil as Anything. They they may have got their name from that. I think. Is it is they um, named after the, the vegetarian restaurant in St Kilda? No, I think the band came first. Oh. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> no, um, right. let, let us let us know, <laughs> listeners. Uh, okay, you'll get some Mental free, as Anything. You'll yeah. get some free lentils if yeah. you. Uh, um, that's a great song. That's Live It Up. So I know that from the, the soundtrack for Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, you actually do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah that, it was a hit in the UK. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it have- but Obviously, when did, when did Crocodile Dundee come out? Uh, 86. Right, okay. So it would have been a hit for you th- when it came out. Yes. Because it was on the soundtrack later on and got re-released in the UK and it was a hit in the UK. And, and did you get the film clip? The film clip had, oh. he, he was singing to a basset hound it, with like a dog uh-huh. with big droopy ears. No, you always know videos better than I do. Video, yeah. Well, in this country in general, because yeah. you saw more yep. video film clips than we did. We just tended to see stuff on top of the pops rather than watching videos. But mm. but they were an interesting band. Also, um, their guitarist he calls himself Reg Mombasa, right? Right. But mm. he's also an artist behind the Mambo Surf brand. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. You, you know the Ma- yeah, Mambo yeah, Surf yeah. brand? Quite, and, and quite visually recognisable. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. huge. And he did all the stuff for the um, the Sydney Olympics oh, and all that sort of stuff. There you go. There you go. We learn stuff yeah. in this podcast yeah. as well. We drink and we learn stuff. <laughs> so that was your last one. So mm. that's that was song song five, beer five. Yeah. Um, any other choices that you were going to do? I've got some that I... Uh, the Power of Love, Huey Lewis. <laughs> and the Jennifer Rush and the uh, Frank Yeah, Joseph. tell us what you were thinking of maybe well, playing. Well, I, I was thinking uh, I could maybe have played some Kate Bush, Hounds of Love, okay. just because that's such yep. a classic sounding yep, record yep, yep. and features, you know, some of the modern technology I was talking about before. It's, okay. Uh, it's really prevalent in the her stuff. Thought about playing some Sonic Youth. So they were so, doing stuff in 85. Oh, definitely. Well, I know they've, they've been, been around since 83. Since 82 even. But um, did, were they doing good stuff? Or was just yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. So their album Bad Moon Rising, I could have used classic mid-80s. Yeah. Uh, Mid-80s, I guess, sort of had that starting to stray into a bit of goth. Um, okay. As a, as a look uh, for, you know. Yeah. Were you rolling that look when no, you were 14? No, definitely not. The stuff I, w- I was probably, at the time, I would have been listening to mm. Howard Jones in the Eurythmics, yeah, that sort of stuff. So the Eurythmics was massive with yeah. us in there. Yeah. yeah, so synth poppy um, stuff. And I'd, I'd have definitely been aware of this band. I'd probably like them. I'd probably like their hits. I think yeah. I'm going to play an album track of theirs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Beer number six. Song six.
go. So that was, of course... That was The Cure. That was The Cure. It's an album track from the album Head on the Door, and it's a song called Push. Do the you know? F- uh, I don't know that album. The, when I became aware of The Cure was the Standing on the Beach album. I the think compilation. That- that's a compilation record. Um, that was about 86 or something. Right. So they had all their singles from up right. to that point, I think. Yeah. So, so they've so been around since 79-ish, I think. Right. Okay. Boys Don't Cry and that um, early stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, I could have played one of the, the big singles off that record. That's not the point of Six Pack. No, we're we're, like, we're going to play some more obscure You would stuff. know In Between Days or Close to Me. They were they were huge off that. But um, Close that, to Me, I know. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, and they, they were pretty big at that time. Still going strong. We were just saying when we were listening to it, do you think Robert Smith lives in um, Hampstead and he's completely bald and got a shaved head? He j- just pulls the wig out for the <laughs> He pulls, he pulls, pulls the, the wig out, out for the, for the tour. <laughs> And uh, gets the lippy you know, on and stuff, yeah. <laughs> so. He's just your every man at the Hampstead Cafe in his 10 million pound mansion. <laughs> I wonder, we probably wouldn't recognize him if you walked past no, him in the street. No. But, uh, but that's probably how he wants it. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're one of those few bands that never compromised their integrity but had mm. massive, massive hits. Mm. You know, mm. like five or six huge hits, yeah. but yeah. always did things on their own terms. Mm. Like, you know, a lot of, lot of respect for The Cure. Yeah. Yep, love them. Well, that's pretty much it then for mm. 1985. What do you think of uh, our choices? Some years come up and we go, it's going to be tough. And some come up and you go, you know, they're going to be great. 85 was, a, for me, like, yeah, easy. I think I could have probably chosen 10 different yeah, songs. Yeah, me, me too. Would have still been good stuff. And there's some years that you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. I think by 87, the chart music had just gone really rotten. So. It's interesting, isn't it, though? Yeah, like... When I was reeling off that chart music before, a lot of it was really good. Mm. Flash forward two or three years, it's not so good. I'm going to talk about um, Dead or Alive again. You spin me around yeah. like that. That was the first big things that Stock Aiken and Waterman did. Oh. And that sound. Yeah, you listen to that. That's right. a sound. That's, that's, the an, that's sound an indication that of what's rubbish. about to come. So Neighbours yeah. had just started. Dead or Alive just started. It was about to turn into this was, kind of gonna, late 80s kind of It was going to all fall to shit. Yes. Yeah, so. It was going to happen. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Uh, I think we caught it at the right time in 85. So maybe we can talk about this stuff again if we do 88 or whatever. What should we do next time? Should we choose uh, another year? Have we got to go to the random year generator? Uh, yeah. Sponsored by Lesser Rain from Alfington up the road. Let's see what we got, shall we? 2012. 2012. 2012. 2012. Our interesting one. Mm. Interesting one. Yeah. That's too recent for me. We'll see how we go with 2012. All right. Yeah. Maybe you can surprise us with a beer next time. Turn up with a six pack. Yeah. And uh, we'll take it from there. Um, okay. See you next time in 2012. For more tunes. Yeah. More beers. See you then. See you then. I've got time for one more round and a six pack to go. One six-pack to go.